time around, we have a pioneer of his very own ice poppy music coming direct from a Dublin freezer and confronting the real issues of the modern day music scene, including airborne Jerry Adams and having sex with socialists. Thought out in here for your listening pleasure. Ice Pop, who are you, my friend? Hey, it's Dan Lutz. That was a very nice intro. Thanks very much. Uh, I was just going to say before we get into it more, um, I know this isn't a video podcast, but I am wearing my shirt to be honest. And uh, it's the, the buttons are a bit worried at the moment. So if you hear a popping noise during the podcast, this is one of the buttons. There's nothing. <laughs> but, um, Duck and cover. It's more worried. Uh, it's 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 more worried when I sit down. <laughs> I mean, we, uh, we, is 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 this specially for us, or do you just walk around and, or is your entire wardrobe just? You know, um, yeah, it's mostly yellow, but uh, I just thought, uh, yeah, I thought for the, for for uh, official uh, music industry business, I always make sure to wear a yellow shirt. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, well, if it pops open, just don't worry. Like this, we'll just keep going. Just. Oh yeah. No problem, no problem. I mean, what what you're secretly saying <laughs> is you're going to give us an uh, striptease here while we yeah. while we interview you. Yeah, fair, fair. But a little, uh, a little thing will come up that you have to um, put in your credit card details. Ah, so. ah late. no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> deadly, deadly. Right. So we got to ask you first and foremost, um, who or what is Ice Pop? Um. Well, Ice Pop is me, um, and I make uh, alternative rock-type songs, mainly with my collaborator, uh, a fellow called Luke Warren, who uh, plays a lot of instruments. Uh, and, um, yeah, and I just, uh, as I said, I, I write about serious issues, and, um, yeah, I would have prepared. I would have prepared a, like a, a little TED talk here. Let me see. Um, give me another question. Uh, you mentioned you mentioned, so you mentioned that your music is sort of like alternative rock song sort of genre. What sort of would you say makes your own Ice Pop's brand of music unique and different? And um, I kind of it's uh, it's very. Uh, poppy kind of it's just sort of poppy catchy guitar music is what i'm going for most of the time most of what i'm into is kind of catchy guitar music and uh, i pretend i'm into other genres to be cool but i think uh, if i admit myself <laughs> things like power pop and pop rock don't we all don't we all and and just just to tell us this um you you have you are you have been thought out um are you cold Am I cold? Uh, I'm cool enough uh, uh, most of the time. Um, Actually, my my collaborator, Luke Gorm, he used to be called Hot Stuff. When we started working together, he just cooled down a bit. Right, right. right. (laughs) Kind of keep that balance. Yeah. But um, I just just want to say, I was listening to a few episodes of the podcast. Very But I think when I was... uh, when I was listening to it, I imagined you with opposite voices. So it's a bit. So I thought Sean had Jack's voice. Jack and Sean's voice. <laughs> is, so, that, yeah. is that an insult? Is that a... <laughs> I, I don't know if it's an insult. I just, uh, uh, I, you know, when you look at a picture and then you list to something. 
and you're not entirely sure. Right. But, yeah, uh, so if you can do impressions of each other's voices, if you can. But I suppose it would just be for my benefit. The I listeners mean, won't know I mean, the difference. I think we'll just carry on. I mean, I'm just oh. thinking the impression of... I don't know if I can do an impression of Sean's voice, but the impression of Sean is, oh, football, GAA, wrestling, pint of Guinness. I think that's the... <laughs> <laughs> Games. Or that. An impression of the Jack is essentially, really one, hire me, or he really will hire me. <laughs> it balances out. <laughs> Yeah, I think that that'll be enough for me. I think I can I can switch around in my head. Okay. <laughs> you can move it. It's it, we're on Zoom here, so like you can move us around as well. So if like you know, if that <laughs> yeah, I can't. Nah, nah, we're good. Um, and then so what about uh, what about your own musical background? So how did how did you get into music? How did the ice pop sort of project kick off? What's your musical background? Um, well, I was in um. Well, before I was in that freezer for several years, uh, I was in a band for a long time called Boom Child, but also had a uh, Luke Warm in it. Um, we had a minor viral hit called "I Want to Shift Your Sister." I don't know if you guys say shift. What do, what, what yeah. do you say, oh. Mark? Do you say shift? Shift, shift, or go with, or go with, fe- yeah. or face. Would you face. face? Would you ever heard? You ever heard? Do you remember that one, Sean? Would you face my friend? I do, but I feel like I feel like that was like a teenage one, and it was like face was above go with. That was like sort of you know semi serious. No. Well, you see, the facing thing, um, ice pop was. I remember when we were younger, facing was like an open relationship. So, or you know, yeah. yeah so you could, you if you were facing somebody, you could, <laughs> you could, you could still facing could also mean kiss, kiss. You know, nash, nosh on, uh, as the Geordies would say, um, or shift, but. Um, if if you were facing somebody, you were you were semi serious, but you were allowed to you know ride their mates. Okay. <laughs> in, in in Dublin, when I was a teenager, uh, and I was controversial from Dublin, but that's 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 what I'm, I'm not holding it. No, well, let's go. <laughs> I mean, you were stuck in a freezer in Dublin, so it was you couldn't really label you know. But uh, we used to say uh, they say meat when I was a teenager. Meat. Yeah. Yeah. And, I uh, I I moved up to Dundalk when I was in college, and everyone said shift, mm. meet, meet, and then I think posh people in Dublin say score. Oh God, score. I've never heard that. <laughs> oh one. God, oh, no. score. I, I used to live in Dublin. Actually, I lived in Dublin for quite a while, and I never, yeah. thankfully, I never heard score. But then again, I wasn't really hanging out with too many posh cons, so you don't want to. No. <laughs> Posh people don't want to hang out with posh people. No. <laughs> They're large heads. Well, I suppose, you know, as as we move on from, um, you know, the different ways that we can um, instigate menage a trois, tell us this. Uh, <laughs> tell us this. What is what is your, your musical background? You mentioned, as Sean said, or you mentioned earlier that, you know, that you, um, you know, were in a freezer and you got thought out and, you know, you used to be in a different band, but um, when you were growing up, did you just, you know, did, did you know that you were musically talented or how did that come about? Um, let's see. I think I was mainly inspired by, um, you know, the scene in Back to the Future when he plays Johnny B. Good. Yeah. yeah. 
at the at, at near the end of Back to the Future. Mm. I think I saw it as a child, and it was my aim to do that from then on. I was playing tennis rackets for many years. <laughs> then I eventually yeah, you're like, this is far better. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so that, that was the main uh, that was the main inspiration. Yeah, Michael J. Fox playing Johnny was very good. Mm-hmm. Sure, gonna love it. People have seen, yeah. I'm sure most people have seen it, but I don't know. You'd be surprised. Oh, there is some. There hasn't. Yeah, and they they need to get their heads checked and inspected. And then, so obviously, the guitar, my future. You're in your other bands, and you had you were you said you wanted to shift somebody's sister, and then ultimately fell in this freezer, or did you climb into the freezer? Um. So I think I was put in the freezer by, I think PR people. There's a lot of PR people in Dublin. I think someone put uh, some idea and um, I kind of, my memory is hazy because it was frozen for so long. Mm. Um, I remember a few things. I remember, I think I came up with, um, do you know, uh, you know, the Oxygen Festival? Yeah. 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 I think I came up with the name of that because we used to call Witness. I have some memory of that. Uh, I have another memory of during the Celtic Tiger, I either rented out helicopters or we were just in helicopters a lot. Because I just remember helicopters were a big thing. Okay. 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 Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And so, yeah, that's, that's just about it. You weren't like Sean Quinn's personal assistant or anything or, you know, or, I, or you know, Bertie O'Hearn's, um, you know, toy boy or anything to that effect? No. I don't think I was, no. wasn't that high up. <laughs> I was like, I was probably at a level, of the, you know, the people who lost everything on the crash app. Ah, fair. I wasn't yeah, like yeah. the higher level, the people who were grand. And the highlights were not <laughs> high enough. And ultimately then, you were luckily thought out just in time for the world to end in approximately April 2020. And Yeah, I, yeah, then I was in that band Boom Chuds for several years. And then that imploded because when the members got very into gardening, <laughs> but then, <laughs> They just got very into gardening. The darkest of vices. Yeah, and uh, Luke Warren was in that band with me, and we uh, we uh, we got together, and he had me out with this uh, ice pop venture. Hmm. And uh, what we did was is we um, we got together for a year, not romantically, not there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, working on songs for a year. Uh, that year happened to be 2019. We filmed some music videos and we set the release date for the end of March 2020 for Jerry Adams in the Sky. And if you can remember March 2020, a lot of uh, things were happening around the world. Yeah. Yes. Um, so it was a, it was incredibly bad timing releasing that thing. <laughs> As a, we had a band put together, like a live band, the Ice Pop band. And you know, gigs lined up, and then the uh, pandemic happened. Of course. Um, <laughs> eventually, we started gigging with the Ice Pop Band last, and booked a few gigs, and we played one of the gig. And the day we played that gig, that's <laughs> another lockdown. Oh yeah, for fuck's yeah. sake! God damn. So, uh, yeah, I, I like. I might be cursed. It might be Luke Gorm who's cursed. But this, or, or maybe someone else in, in the in the live band, but uh, mm. yeah, there's going on. Maybe yeah. he's only like he's only do different solo projects and see which one 
culminates with another global pandemic. And then we'll know. <laughs> so, that, that, could be, that could be, they might all culminate in a global pandemic, so it might be dangerous. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, we should be gigging, um, should have a gig in Dublin coming up in December and then more in the new year. But um, it's been kind of a, it was kind of hard because other bands are sort of established before the pandemic. Uh, they could kind of do a bit more stuff because they're well known. But when you're brand new and the pandemic happened and Jerry Adams from the Sky was not the, the, the lockdown viral hit. Yeah, I was just going to say, you mentioned Jerry Adams in the Sky. Tell us, I mean, like, did you... You know, were you on the rip one night when you were coming home and instead of Jerry Adams bouncing naked on a trampoline with his dogs, he was paragliding across Dublin? I mean, how, how did this how did this come about? Yeah, we actually we actually referenced the trampoline song. It was in one mm-hmm. of the lyrics. Um, but no, um, the, I wrote the song, actually, I got up, I just decided to get up at four in the, morn, four in the morning once and uh, I was... Uh, I was kind of half asleep and I started writing uh, like a rock opera all about Jerry Adams and I recorded it and uh, that was the best song out of uh, all the songs. <laughs> the other songs were about like, uh, what was the other songs about? Just Jerry Adams, you know, building large things out of birdseed to get the eagles. It wasn't as good. <laughs> okay. But, but the lyrics are kind of inspired by um, the time I wrote it a few years ago, I remember there was just a lot of um, it was when there was loads of like Republican memes, like like kind of like absurd Republican memes going around that didn't make any sense. Yeah, and that uh, I think people didn't really uh, uh, just people didn't really understand what they were joking about. They're just like, and then coinciding with that is like then Sinn Fein started like using those memes in their own promotion, and then. Then the last few years, you have kind of Jerry Adams becoming this kind of strange folk hero with like his tail <laughs> and and being on a trampoline. Um, I was a bit disappointed. No one, no one from Sinn Fein came after me when I released the song. I mean, very. I was very surprised because um, Sinn Fein are very good and probably the best party on the island with their social media and such things. And I was, I was quite surprised. And I, I know how to turn something in, in, into funniness. Um, or to you know to, to laugh at themselves as well. So I I, I surprised surprised that as well. But no, I was going to say Sean Sean put me on to the song, and um and a great song it is, and a deadly video as well. Who where did that come about? Who did you work with on that? Um, there's a company uh, called uh, Open Bin Media uh, in Dublin. They're a production company, and I really like their music videos, so I got in contact with them. And then um, I really wanted to have a puppet of Jerry Adams in the video. Um, couldn't, it was very hard. I was trying to get one made and I kept following through. And then I was like, oh, I'll try and make it myself. And then that didn't go very well. <laughs> <laughs> Experience making puppets. Um, well, and then at the last minute, I found some puppet maker in like California who did it at a very reasonable price very quickly. And uh, it just came in the post that said the week we were going to shoot it. But uh, it's, a, it's a great book, but it's still, I don't have it here now. Goddamn, that was my next question. <laughs> uh, yeah, if anyone wants to buy it, um, yeah, just get in touch. I could do it with the money, I think. Cause, uh, yeah. But uh, he's been in all of these videos. He has, he has. So maybe I should have that. 
maybe I should add that to him. It's, it's quite a good puppet. Now, funny enough that the puppet maker, um, I just sent him, I just sent him, I don't know if he's familiar with, the, you know, Irish politics or anything. I just sent him three photos going, can you do a puppet of this man? And he just said, okay. So it could have been, could have been my uncle I was sending pictures of. <laughs> um, I, I don't know, he, like, because I was afraid maybe if he found out, you know, he's American, he might be like afraid of the IRA or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Coming after him. Yeah, or or just, yeah, or some, or, or, or some uh, anti-Irish sentiment. Mm. But uh, he, uh, no, he made it and he didn't ask any questions. Which is the most important thing. I am very jealous of the puppet. I wish I had such a puppet. But uh, um, I, I love that he shows up in all the videos. I think that's brilliant. What I found, when I found him, I can't remember the name of the company now. Um, but he, he specialised in making puppets of people. So you, you like send like, oh, this is my dad. Can you make a puppet of him? And, uh, so he's quite, he's pretty good at the likeness. Yeah. Oh, yeah. People got kind of uh, Jerry's sort of like, Grey and white tinge to his beard and everything, which I thought, mm. thought was pretty good attention to detail. And he put a really good pair of shoes on it, like it was a proper. <laughs> it was like a really good, nice pair of uh, leather shoes. Puppet has nicer shoes than I did. Uh, you were saying you were surprised by people presenting coming after you, but I'm more surprised they weren't like, "Can we have the puppet?" Yeah, like, I'm, sure, I'm sure Jerry has seen it and, and likes it. Um, oh, I'm sure so. Just kind of likes he likes anything to do it himself, mm. but. Um, uh, who liked it? Someone retrieved when it was Jerry's birthday the other day. You know, um, you know, Owen O'Brien, the housing spokesperson, yeah, yeah. in Sinn Fein. Yeah, he he tweet he tweeted it on Jerry's birthday, and he tweeted it as well when it came out, like the the day it came out as well. So I think he was a musician for years now, so maybe that's why he's into it. But he just uh, he just recognizes good shit. Yeah. He, <laughs> He's the most supportive member of Sinn Féin. <laughs> <laughs> you should, that should be his endorsement for his next election from yourself. Yeah, that's, that's as far as I, no one, uh, no, no very, no distant Republicans came after me or anything. That you know of, you know, they were successful. Yeah. And then you followed that tune up with other, even possibly more hard hitting issues. Sex with a socialist. What's the motivation behind this one? Are you the socialist in question? Well, no, I was trying to think like, um, I, I had an idea of doing a song that promoted the idea of socialism, but was just like very horny. Because obviously, the sex, two best things. sex sells. And like, if you want to promote political ideology, just make a very sexy song. And uh, yeah, that was the idea behind it. And um, I don't know if it worked. I don't know, do we have more people into socialism now? Um, but do we have more people in socialists now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I, I'm not even, like, I'm, I, I'm not sure what socialist means. I think it's something that's very social. I didn't, uh, I didn't read too much into it. Oh, yeah, it's just the important thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, based on your knowledge of what socialist means, which historical socialist would you most like to sleep with? Um, which historical socialist? Well, um, I was, uh, I was my favorite historical socialist with James Connolly, so and like he's got a nice mustache. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
he was uh, he was very feminist, so I'd say he was like a very good lover. Like, mm. do we even want to find out? <laughs> That's what I'm thinking there. Because I was just going to ask you, I was like, you know, you know, who do you, you know, choose between, you know, who would you rather ride? Would you rather ride Charles Marx or Chairman Mao? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just, I, but probably Karl Marx because he's the like, he's the big one. Godfather of oh, all, yeah. yeah, fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So speaking yeah. of, did you get any strange looks when filming the video? Because you had obviously the the sandwich board. What is it? Charles Marx is my kink down the back, is it? <laughs> yeah. I... We started filming it. That's a front of Dal Aaron there, the front gate mm-hmm. filming, um, which is public property, so you're allowed to film in front of it. And there's a guard on the gate there, a member of Angara Shiakana, and he came out and uh, he was like, This isn't a protest, is it? And he's like, oh, <laughs> No, we're just filming a music video about socialism. Uh, I was like, oh, that's grand, because if it was a protest, I'd have to alert more guards. Like, so, <laughs> go ahead. I, I saw this image of, like, this guard coming out with a bang in his hand and a cup of coffee. I'm thinking, I was like, fuck me, a fucking protest. Is that a fucking protest, lads? Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Is that the loophole, then, for any protest organizers? Show up with, like, 400 people, but just, oh, it's a music video. It's a music video, no way. Um, possibly, yeah. No, uh, there's probably maybe there's a crowd link. Yeah, I wonder what the how would that work? If you turned up maybe a hundred people, I'd say it'd be all right. Yeah. <laughs> Just it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, well there, yeah, and uh, we didn't get bothered. And it was actually it was uh this this musical project is very connected to uh, the pandemic and lockdowns. I think it was the day before a lockdown. So there were when we filmed it, so there was uh no one around, like there's barely anyone around the street, so we didn't get hassled at all. Nice because there's a bit in the music video uh, we went to the uh, financial district there the Docklands and there's a bit in the video where we're walking down like full streets like and there was no one around so uh, it was like that film 28 Days Later yeah but, Silver Line I suppose <laughs> but uh, yeah so that was that, that, was that. Um, I want to ask uh, this year you returned with How Does It Feel First of all, how does it feel? And second of all, where did that come from? Um, feels all right at the moment. Good, 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 um, good. I think, I think things are going well. But uh, how does it feel? Was about um, it was kind of written about like social anxiety. Mm. Uh, um, I wrote it. Um, you can play sad music over this if you want. Uh, I wrote it uh, after my previous band Boomchild broke up, and I was very sad. Okay, I just didn't want to, I didn't want to do anything. Uh, that's my own, and it's kind of it's about social anxiety, and it seems more relevant now because I don't know what you were like, but I thought coming out of all these lockdowns and stuff was a bit uh, weird, kind of readjusting to mm, yeah, yeah. being in the pub with loads of people. Yeah, after funny. Just, Hanging out in your bedroom for ages. Yeah, it's far easier. Let's ask. I think I remember at some gigs I was at, it was like it was like some people nearly forgot what it was like to be around. Yeah. Kind of like bumping into you and stuff. I suppose that just happens at gigs anyway. Yeah. Was that a gig once where uh, it was a, it was a gig in the Tree Arena and um, there was a guy in front of me with his girlfriend and anytime someone tried to get past him, he just like 
got really up close and stared them down, and then they wouldn't go past him. He did that for the whole gig. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Are you sure he was at the gig and he wasn't like working security or something? Yeah. No, he was there with, he was there with his girlfriend. <laughs> Those are sort of your major releases up to now um, as Ice Pop. Obviously, it's sort of, well, like, for example, how do you feel deals with, like, things like social anxiety would be a bit more serious, but it's still, like your other songs, has that sort of humour and surrealism throughout it. Is yeah. that something that he, is this a big focus for Ice Pop? You know, like humour and sort of that surreal... Oh. Yeah, it's just how um, it's just how it comes out. Um, I, I, yeah, no, I don't always sit out to write kind of uh, silly things, but it's just how mm. uh, you know it's just the natural way, right? So I suppose I better stick stick with that. Um, maybe I'll come out. I'll come out with an album someday, just really serious stuff. And some, ba- some big ballads. Yeah, people like I much preferred when he was taking a piss. <laughs> You've changed, man. Sold, Used to be cool. He saw that he's not wearing yellow anymore. <laughs> if you were to take Ice Pop in, like, what what would the what would the neat long shirts be? If you were to take it in a a darker direction, and yeah, and I thought about maybe like if if uh, if I had like a an album coming out every year, maybe I could change just a different sort of Ice Pop color. Like maybe yeah. like a lime, a lime green, or, yeah. or just just basically diff, the different parts of a loop to loop maybe. Oh, yeah, <laughs> lime green, and then maybe like a chocolate chocolate brown shirts. <laughs> yeah, but then then when people you know like people talk about eras of bands around famous albums, then people could talk about. I was a big fan of the lime era. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's like good. People talk about Bowie like that. They're like, oh yeah, Starman era. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. The mint chocolate there. I hope yeah. my nightmare is good. I have a few ideas for. I right, will look for. Well, speaking of, uh, what is, what what are the plans for the future? Then are you? Um, obviously, you say you have gigs in December, but are you writing at the minute? Is there, are you planning on doing like an EP or uh, more singles? Or so yeah, no, I think it's uh, like we should have uh, more music coming out next year. But at the moment, I'm trying to um, rehearsing with the Ice Pop Band at the moment. Nice. Um, so it's trying to gonna to attempt to do a run of live gigs again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so be prepared for another lockdown at Christmas, which yeah. <laughs> it's a, <laughs> uh hasn't been confirmed yet, but we've got a gig coming up in Dublin in December. But um yeah, uh yeah, well, I hope so. Maybe we'll just play it anyway. Well, nice. fuck it. Yeah, why yeah. not? We'll, in the straight, yeah. Yeah. Um but um yeah. What was I going to say? Yeah, so if you just keep an eye on the socials for gigs coming up, you don't have a. Uh, um, I find things kind of get confirmed a bit later since uh, the whole music scene has changed in lots of different ways since COVID. Uh, like uh, before COVID, it would have been easy to like, you know, book like four or five gigs for the next few months, but now like certain venues are gone and certain promoters are gone or. Certain promoters won't, yeah, they'll only hire certain types of band. It's just kind of, it's very, uh, it's still recovering, like, it's a bit all over the place. Okay. Yeah. Well, fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned socials there. Before we move on to, like, our final sort of, like, quick fire, get a bit of a taste of you and such things. You went. Oh, Sean, settle yourself. I know. For I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm looking forward to the lime era myself. <laughs> and uh, earlier this year, you. 
went like a little viral with uh, was it was it TikTok? A, little, a video of, like Fontaine and stuff in Turkey. Just put it, uh, so um, I I did a TikTok of it's kind of a trend people do on TikTok where they get a a clip of someone talking and then they play guitar over it and they say it sounds like whatever band. Yeah. Except the dust and the turkey. And um, I I played a guitar on it that sounded like Fontaine's DC, the double post-punk band. Because mm. they do kind of sound like dust. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. With guitar on it. Um, I, I, I could do a whole other podcast on Fontaine's DC. I have, I have a lot of beats. With them. I think... Uh-huh. Uh, I think I think part part of the reason is that the uh, the lead singer um, Green he was um, I think he was about four or five years below me in school. Okay. So we we come we come from uh, we both come from Scaries and uh, he should really sound like me, but he decided to sound like he was from the inner city of Dublin. So, uh, so it's the accent sort of put on. Oh, everything's put on. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, yeah, we we do another podcast, and we just give them about giving out about them and other Irish posts from France. I mean, um, we're happy to facilitate. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I, I was, and I was going to say, I mean, um, <clears throat> if that's the opinion on Fontaines, I know um, idols aren't aren't uh, Irish, but I would imagine you have a very similar similar take on on the idols. No, um, like I, I wouldn't be mad, and I think they're okay, but uh, it just uh, it's it's very it's a bit personal with Fontaines these. Mm, <laughs> close to home, same town, uh, or not, or more like not close to home, Sean. When you... <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, so that that viral TikTok, uh, I I I put up kind of just silly TikToks, um, you know, I'd keep up with the youth, but uh, I put them up every now and again. They do okay, but that one just that one completely blew up. It still gets about freaking thirty likes a day. <laughs> <laughs> Constantly, uh, it got mentioned. Uh, Ryan Toberty mentioned it on his radio show. How got to him? I'm sure some researcher is a fan. That was that was odd because you had people like my, my mom and dad's friends going, oh, "I heard a, <laughs> I heard this Fontaine's DC party that I don't understand." <laughs> RT radio. What's that? I was like, but um, yeah, I wasn't asked to go on the late late shows. I, I thought it was it was leading to that. You'll you'll get there. You'll get there. Do you know what I mean? Give it a give, give it a few years, a few days, even a few weeks, perhaps. You'll get there. No problem. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like it's it's the, the logical progression is us, like Rand Hubbardy, and then us. That, that close. <laughs> yeah, I, I, but I was hoping to get on the late show because the clip is about nineteen seconds, and I was hoping I'd just get on like nineteen seconds. Yeah, and then they bring Fontaines in, and it's like right, settle your differences. That's yeah, right. <laughs> I'm sure that seems everyone has. Mm. <laughs> well, what's, what? funny, uh, what's funny with having the, the, the viral video, like my numbers have gone up. Uh, just to talk some inside music baseball now. Absolutely. <laughs> the the, uh, the numbers have gone up on all my like social media pages and all on my Spotify list have gone up. But like the, the kind of the trickle down is like very small because most people just see a video and they like it they don't kind of they don't kind of delve deeper it's mm. interesting because it, it, yeah. it's interesting having a viral video it is mad because like and then other times it just you see people make a whole fucking like that do you remember that guy that went viral was it during the first lockdown listening to Fleetwood Mac drinking his like oh yeah, skateboard yeah. and shit he's like an actor now apparently I've seen this recently I actually think I heard you because I, I, I was listening to a few episodes of the podcast 
I think I, I was listening to uh, it was a good episode you did with the band Sherm. Oh yeah, yeah. Great, great. yeah. Like that must be from twenty twenty because you were talking about that guy back then. Yeah. <laughs> that guy's just constantly on my mind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. And then he got like a truckload of whatever the cranberry juice. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. He did well out of it. Yeah. See, you've given me nothing or dust in the turkey. He did like the video dust in the turkey, which I was pretty happy with. Dustin's still about. He's still doing stuff. He's still alive, Sean, for fuck's sake. Now that we've actually, <clears throat> you know, gotten all the, the serious stuff out of the ice pop and we have some quick fire questions. <clears throat> Pardon me. We ask the same questions to everybody that comes on. So if you weren't an ice pop, but if in, in de- instead you were a drink, alcohol or otherwise, what would you be? And of course, if you've listened to the podcast, which he says you have, you will know that Sean says that I am like a pint of Guinness. Why? Because, uh, well, I'm an acquired taste and people pretend to like me. Yes. So what would drink would you be in that context? Um, I I did hear you ask the drink question on the podcast and I I should have prepped something. uh, Something funny. Let's see, what would it be? Um, Let's see. Maybe a Capri Sun. Because I'm good to pierce with straws and I'm very soft. (laughs) Fair. (laughs) I was going to say what flavour, but they only do orange capri sun, don't they? No, they do no. orange. Oh, do they? I'd be an orange one. Seems to me. Not a lemon one, you know? Charting. No, I don't think they do a lemon one. No. Oh, God, no. Um, Blackcurrant one, but why would you want that? I don't know. <laughs> Number two, if you could have a superpower, any superpower, what would it be and why you can make up your own superpower if you want? Um, let's see, any superpower. Um... Maybe to uh, maybe to when when uh, when someone has uh, when their back is itchy, you know exactly where without them having to tell you. <laughs> yes, nice. that's pretty good. I that love that good. one. I love that. Super, superhero one could be like I don't know, Captain Scratch or something. <laughs> yeah, uh, Captain Back Scratch it doesn't work in other parts of the body. It's just the back. It's the back. But that's the most satisfying scratch usually. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Fair play, fair play. Um, if you were to um make yourself a crisp sandwich, give us the bread. What is the spread on it as well? What's the flavor? The brand of crisp? If you don't like crisp sandwiches, let us know. Um, I, I'm getting because of the season. I'm getting big into banshee bones at the moment. Everybody's talking about these. I never liked these. I see people posting on. I mean, like worse health. I just I, I've eaten about uh, about seven packets in the last week. Right, uh, right, okay. That's a pack a day. A pack uh, a day. I was going to say that's take going. And uh, yeah, so I put them and I put them in a wrap. I wouldn't put it in um, on bread. Oh, interesting, interesting. And then um, maybe put like sour cream with that. Interesting toaster wrap. Toaster wrap. Uh, no, because I, I was afraid something weird would happen with the banshee bones, like they'd blow up or something. Oh, or they'd come back to life and there'd be banshees floating about your fucking kitchen. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what they're made out of, so I'd be afraid to eat them up. True. That is, that is obviously, if we've seen Darby O'Gill, that is how the banshee comes up the toast. The toast. <laughs> <laughs> um, number four, if Mr. Pop, if you could go on a date, romantic date, dinner date, with anyone, living or dead, Socialist or otherwise, who would it be, and what would you do? Would you talk about? Um, 
it would have to be it would have to be my girlfriend because I love her very much. No. Oh. Actually, uh, I actually have to uh, shout out. She gave me her podcast microphone for this. My girlfriend, she's a podcast called um, I Love This Band, where she interviews me about their favorite bands. I have not been a guest on it, though. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no. But uh, it is a good podcast. But uh, yeah, I don't want to take her. I don't want to be Flandering with, I don't know, what did, what what dead famous people. I don't want to be Flandering with fucking Mussolini or whoever. I don't know. No, definitely not Mussolini, anyway. No, <laughs> and Mussolini. To be fair, like he wasn't an attractive man. He, you know what I mean? He just and he always he had this like you know the way like people have like a sexy pout. His pout was not sexy. You know, um, I was really well, wondering where that sentence was going. Mussolini. To be fair, is not. <laughs> I mean, is not I, a <laughs> you know, and don't get me wrong. Like all oh, the fact that he was a fascist. You know, like all oh, than that. But you know, um, but well, okay, yeah, we're gonna. I wouldn't do- no, no, definitely not. Um, final question, right? Oh no, I just uh, speaking of uh, you know uh, right wing politics. I, I that was that was uh, the main reason I listed the other episodes. I just to make sure you weren't like a uh, a, a big right wing podcast, unless there's going to be a reveal in this last question. <laughs> well, funny. <laughs> um, I've got a final question to ask. Right, I have a magic ball in front of me, and I can transport you to any venue in the world it could be your front room in your granny's house it could be madison square garden um tell us where would you want to play would you be supporting somebody would you be the headline act would you be gigging on your own would it be playing at somebody's wedding talk to us i'd like to play um <clears throat> there's a small seating area on um on a uh, dame street and it's outside the uh i think it's a Eurospire. So the Eurospire Centre. It's it's at the end of Dame Street near Trinity College, and it, I know it. It's like a small. It's uh, so again. I know it. Yes, I know what you're talking about. There's like two tables, and it's surrounded by like power boxes. <laughs> it's one of the most, like dystopian, depressing looking things you've ever seen. I think I'd like to play a gig there to set up a stage there. Uh, the uh, I I I'd like. Um, yeah, Fontaine's DC to open. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, I, I'll speak to my friends in Dublin City Council see can we get that organised, you know? I'm, yeah. in, I'm currently in Google Street View trying to find this corner. <laughs> I, there's an article about it and that's, that's where I came across it. I think I've seen it though. It is uh, very odd. Mm. It's quite away from the shop as well, I think. Yeah. So, mm. so yeah, no, we could do a gig there. Okay, fair enough, fair mm-hmm. enough. Well, look, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on. Before we let you go, would you like to tell anybody that's listening and their dog, cat, or goldfish where people can find you, your socials, your music, and any upcoming gigs? You did mention the start, but just let's, let's just, you know, cement it really in people's minds. Yeah, so all my social media is at Ice Pop Rock. Because I wanted, uh, yeah, that was, that, that was the only good one that was left. <laughs> Uh, so everything is just at Ice Pop Rock. Um, I, I think you can probably find me on Teletext as well. I think I have a page up there. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, and uh, just check out the latest single, How's It Feel? It's on all the platforms. Um, and yeah, just look at the socials. We should have announcements for gigs soon. There's one gig coming up in 
Dublin in December. Mm. Uh, uh, I'd love to play up north though, because I'm a huge, huge fan of the music scene up there. You have a very good uh, music scene. We try, we try. You know. Hey, is there anybody in particular you're a fan of? Uh, two favorites. I th- I'm a big fan of Charm, who you had on, yeah. and there's band uh, Problem Patterns. Problem Patterns yes, very, very good. And um, yeah, like um, I think the the North and uh, Limerick randomly is that uh, they're kind of for me the two best kind of music scenes to people on them. Uh, there's good bands everywhere, but in terms of concentration, a lot of like good bands. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we'd love to have you up here, and I am in Belfast, so that would be much handier for myself, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> and and I I ice pop planned to move to Belfast. I've been at home. Obviously, I was living in Dublin. I'm, out, I'm out living at home at the moment. But um, yes, if you do venture up this way, please, 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 please do give us a shout. We'd love to take you out for a wee pint. Uh, or several pints. We, me and Sean are both partial to several pints. Um, oh, yes. And um, oh, I'm, I'm actually I'm living outside uh, Dundalk at the moment, so I'll, I might just get to train up. Yeah, fuck it. Let's say you have missed the last one. Just go right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. I thought, yeah. There's, a, there's another train. There's another train. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, and wow. just before we sign off, uh, one more time. Who? What is your girlfriend's podcast? Who lent you the lovely microphone? Oh, uh, so it's called I Love This Band and it's uh, she interviews musicians and other people about their favourite bands. It's, it's very good. And you will be on there someday? I hope so. <laughs> someday, someday. Sean, remind everybody where they can find us and all such social media and places. Yes, you can find us on Instagram at Yanni, Y-A-H-N-Y. Search us on Facebook. Uh, you ain't heard nothing yet. Find us on there too. You can listen to podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all such things. All the links are on Instagram and Facebook as well. And yeah, just generally Google Yanni or you ain't heard nothing yet. We'll turn up or that film from the 20s will turn up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, look, uh, Ice Pop, a pleasure for having you on the show. Get yourself back into a freezer or some type of cold thing so you don't melt. And uh, we'll chat to you again soon. Thanks very much, lads. It's great.